Hey guys, what's going on? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode today. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's get it. So in this episode of the podcast, we had Ryan Matthews, and he's a 21-year-old entrepreneur. He just opened up his own nutrition shop here in Harrisonville, Missouri, called The Ville. Um, he's had some background experience um, in a men's warehouse, so he had a passion of, of, of business and selling, to also a passion of education as far as um, nutrition goes and, and, and providing value for people of all ages and helping, um, helping them out with their nutrition goals. So he kind of mixed the both of those and uh, opened up his own shop, which is really cool and just inspiring to see him um, just pursue what he loves to do. Um, he, end, he ended up dropping out of college, realizing that's, that wasn't for him, and uh, just kind of doing um, his own. Uh, his own thing really in life. And uh, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts as far as the first 25 and 30 minutes goes, because we kind of just went right into it. And he used a lot of analogies and, and perspectives as far as with everything going around with the COVID um, to change the negative thoughts and feelings into a positive perspective. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. All right, guys, as always, I have a, another special guest. I feel like I keep saying that all the time, but I mean, I can't lie. There's always a special guest on the show. Um, and I'm always appreciative of people coming on and just talking about their their purpose in life, the passions and the, and the careers they're pursuing. On this episode, we have a good friend of mine who I've known for the past couple of years, and uh, he recently just opened up his own shop. It happens to be in the tri- nutrition field. Um, so it's really cool, especially with everything going on. I feel like nutrition um, needs to be prioritized, especially when it's dealing with our body and we only have one body um, for the rest of our lives. And uh, he's just been making some moves and even opening up a business in COVID. It's kind of crazy for someone to do that. And he's also um, a young buck, kind of like me. Um, so welcome, uh, Ryan Matthews, onto the show. Thanks, Christian. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, and, you know, when you walked into the door um, this morning, I don't think I've seen you. How long has it been since we've seen each other? It's been a while. I would say probably at least a year. Yeah, so. yeah. I know. And you have a kind of a beard now. You have more of a beard than I do now. Yeah, so yeah. I actually recently just shaved the beard this morning because there's no shave November. I don't know if you know about that, oh, okay. but it seems like you're kind of carrying that into December. You know, I completely forgot about it, but I'm, I'm aware of the the male um, no shave November. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I shaved it this, this morning. and I was like, I just feel like it's getting kind of crazy, but maybe, maybe next time. Um, but yeah, man, um, what have you been up to the past... Um, past year man uh, a lot it's uh it's been busy um trying to obviously like you said open up that new shop um that was a whole process like you couldn't even imagine especially like what you said with covid um so just trying to overcome those obstacles and open up a successful business and and set ourselves up for future success for as long as we can yeah so what's the shop called so the shop is uh, the Ville Nutrition. Okay. It's, uh, in Harrisonville. Yeah. Uh, hence the name, the Ville. The Ville. I like that. Um, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah. Very, very creative. People at Northwest Missouri State might get mad at me, but you know they can. They can say Wait, what is they there want. something called the Ville at Northwest? Yeah, Maryville. Oh, so they okay. They think they're okay. the Ville, but really Harrisonville's the Ville, so they can just step back. Okay. Okay. That make <laughs> that makes sense. All right. So watch out for Ryan Matthews over here. So oh, yeah. he's coming for you. Yeah. So um, when did the sh- when did you open the shop? So we opened in June. Okay. Um, at the beginning of June, June eleventh was our first official day open. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty, um, pretty hectic. Yeah. Actually, we served a lot of people that day. Which is good. Yeah. But you probably weren't. Were you not ready for it, or is no, it bigger so than you expected? To tell you the truth, um, the reason we opened on the eleventh, we had our health inspection, our final inspection for the tenth uh-huh. at about ten a.m. Wow. So and like the next day, you guys are already. Yeah, so we, we knew we were going to pass with flying colors, so we had put out to the community that, hey, we're going to be open on the 11th, like, we're ready to serve you, come see us on the 11th, we're ready to go, and I don't know what happened with that memo, um, but somehow people started showing up about noon on the 10th. Really? Right after we passed inspection. So, so what did you guys do with that? Did you just say, hey, we're not open? or? Well, so legally, we were allowed to be open because we had just passed our final inspection, Yeah. and you don't want to turn people away in a new business. Um, especially starting off. So we served them, really? Um, which kind of put us behind the eight ball a little bit because yeah. we still had some like last minute touches we were hoping to accomplish the mm-hmm. rest of that day um, so that we could open up on the 11th. Um, but we ended up serving, 
I think 40 people in two hours really? that day. It's a lot. And so we were just like running around with chickens, like our heads cut off, you know, <laughs> just trying to find a flow and a process that we hadn't quite set up yet within that business. Um, and so it really kind of took us a week, week and a half to set our feet and kind of yeah. find our rhythm and our flow because when we opened up, when we passed inspection, it was go, go, go mm-hmm. from there and on has out. It, has it, so it's been like that since, since. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's steadily grown since then. Um, we've actually, um, seen a growth recently. So I think we serve on average about 60 people a day right now. Wow. Um, when we started, we were at about 25 to 30 consistently on average. So it's pretty good. We've a little more than doubled in size. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, you probably have learned a lot from that first yeah. couple those those first couple of days are probably like hectic hecticness is that even that if that's even a word probably has helped prepared you for the past couple of months just with i mean just with business because like you you have with business like you have things thrown at you like unexpectedly and you just have to like adapt i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned in the business and just in podcasts is being able to adapt to your surroundings to environment to people it's kind of really important Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like to use the analogy like um, a duck on the water, you know, at at the surface, what what you guys see, you know, is just calm, collected, floating along. Mm -hmm. But underneath, I mean, we are kicking like crazy. Let's go, 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 go. So (laughs) I'm always big on analogies. Thanks for that, Ryan. I'll have to use that in the next episode. So So as always, I like to get into the business model and giving people, you know, advice and tips. and, and, And that's amazing. But I want to get into like, more so who you are, um, like, so why nutrition for Ryan? Like you could pursue anything you wanted to, but why nutrition and like your background behind that? I mean, that's a good question. So it, it, for me, unlike a lot of young entrepreneurs, it wasn't a diehard passion from the get go. Um, it was actually something I discovered along the way. Um, it was never something that hit me in the face. Like, Oh, this, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want. Um, it was actually just the values that were instilled in me as a as a child and as a youth and growing up. I kept those values, and it wasn't until I reflected on those that I really realized what was available to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my mom and dad were great influencers in the way that when we were at sports events, uh, my friends would all go out to McDonald's or Sonic between games and get a burger and some fries. And can't go wrong with that. No, I guess not. <laughs> no, but... yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, when you're a kid, you when know, like kid, that's you know that's your else. life, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and and that's what you love. You know, you're here from some McNuggets. And did you have a go-to order? Was that McNuggets and fries? Yeah, you know, I can't really remember. To be perfectly honest with you, I think I just kind of. All the diabetes in the system just kind of clogged your mind. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. Uh, (laughs) No, so um, we definitely went from time to time as kids, but my mom and dad were really good about packing like coolers with deli sandwiches and PB&Js and some like healthy drinks, Um, not super healthy, but like Gatorade instead of soda Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we grew up in a culture that without even realizing it, prioritized nutrition. Yeah. Um, and that was a blessing for us because I think it really gave us an edge growing up in sports. Um, but also now where we are, where you see um, so much obesity and unhealthiness in the world. And is that like one of the leading rates in America for, for yeah. death rates is obesity? I'm think? pretty sure. I yeah. think it is the number one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So just growing up with that value, I think. Um is what kind of pushed me in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started high school, I thought I was going to be an engineer like my dad and my brother. That changed um, into law school when I started debate. Um, so from engineer to law school, it's a big big change. This is a big change, yeah. So I, I actually have some lawyers in my family too, so it wasn't completely foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that I didn't really love school all that much. I didn't want to go for eight years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for eight more years, I should say. Um, so then I switched to something a little different. Um, I went with political science, um, and I rode that into the first couple of years, uh, college, um, at Longview. And I realized that I didn't love that either. There was just too much. It's either this way or that way, Mm -hmm. not enough compromise. Like people were too busy fighting instead of working together. And I just 
it wasn't an environment that was good for me and that I wanted to be a part of. So I decided that I wasn't going to do any of those things. Yeah. And I just happened to walk into a nutrition shop one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell in love with the community. I fell in love with the vibe and the environment. And that's where I discovered the opportunity of opening my own shop. So, yeah, that's awesome. And they kind of took you from there to, cause you worked at the shop for a little bit, getting some just background experience. So you came from a customer basis to, to working there and then from progressing to opening up your, um, your own shop, which is one of our favorite words that we talked about is a process mm-hmm. of it. One thing I like that stood out to me, Ryan, with, with, uh, that I think a lot of people could relate to was that you tried the things you weren't afraid of not trying to be an engineer. You weren't afraid of trying to be a lawyer. You just said, Hey, it was, you tried it. You thought about it. You read about it. And you're like, this wasn't for me. And you go to school and political science. And I like, you said, this wasn't my vibe. Like it just, it wasn't a thing that I necessarily liked. And, and so you just kept doing different things, different things. And it's kind of crazy. Sometimes doors close and we're aware of that, but sometimes certain doors open and we never thought those doors would have even opened to us. We just sometimes walk into a door and it leads to a path of something that you love doing, which is really cool. Cause like, it's cool that you weren't necessarily like super passionate about it from the beginning, or you didn't even really know about nutrition as much really until you kind of, mm-hmm. you experienced it. You just said, no, no, no. And sometimes there's yes, yes, yes. You never really know. So I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, nutrition is just like, I, I, I never knew, I never knew it as nutrition. Mm -hmm. I just knew it as fruits and vegetables instead of fast food. Yeah. Um, So I never thought about like, I'm consciously making an effort to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Like there was, this is what I grew up with. This is what I know. Mm -hmm. And it tastes good to me. So I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Um, And then as I grew and developed and learned more about it, then obviously that became more apparent and and more important to me. Um, And I became more intentional in my efforts. Um, Like you said, you know, trying different things and experience different things, whether it is in something that you've decided you're not going to do mm-hmm. or even in something that you are going to do, you know? Yeah. So there's a couple different avenues um, for us that you think is going to be the way you're going to go and you don't go that way. Yeah. And that happened to me. Um, that's okay though. Like, yeah, it's not it's, a failure. Like just, that's probably a plus. You realize what you don't want to do. So it leads you to the next thing that you possibly could do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you said like when one, one door closes, another door opens. Um, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, but I'll also encourage you go look for the window mm-hmm. because yeah, if you've got a window, that means you can see through it. And if you can see through it, that means you can see your vision. And if you can see your vision, you know where you're going. That's really good. So when your door shuts, go look for a window because that's what you want to find. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that analogy too. That's a good one, man. We're good. We're really, I guess we'll just close the show now. I mean, we're already, <laughs> already hitting big headers there. Would you say, I 100% agree with you, Ryan. Would you say, especially at our age around, because how old are you? I'm 21. You're 21. Yeah, that's crazy. Almost 22. Um, So pretty much the same age and I'd say anyone should just try everything, but I, th- I think right now from an age of, you know, 16, 17 to be able to drive and get a job to even probably through 30, you kind of have like this, this young phase that I'm even, we're both in, would you encourage people just to try as much as they can just to learn? Abs- absolutely. Um, with one warning is if they want to try it. Hmm. Don't, what do you mean? Like, so like, don't force them, don't yeah, force them don't, themselves. And you can see a lot of that in parents sometimes, Mm -hmm. like when kids are little, they'll have them play a bunch of different sports and maybe the kids don't want to play. And when you're young and you don't really know, that's a different situation. But once you get old enough to make your own choices and make your own decisions, um, I would definitely encourage you to try everything as long as you have a reason for why you're trying that. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to know your why. Um, So you don't just go try to play basketball because it's something new like you want to try to play basketball because you want to be a basketball player or you want to be the best basketball player um don't force yourself into a situation that you know is not going to make you happy because you don't have a reason to be there yeah i agree that's good i think or even what if someone does find a passion but it could be on the opposite where some people we talk about a lot where they don't try enough things, but what if someone's actually really found, you know how we talk, there's some friends that I know that like, I've always wanted to be a singer since they were young and they're doing that. There's no reason for them to just change the change because everyone's just trying new things. I think it goes both ways. I think some people could 
find what they love doing at a young age and they do that. And yeah, I think you also try different things, but if you really feel like that's pressed on your heart to pursue, then hundred percent go for it. And if something changes then yeah, it changed, but don't go looking for, for change. If there's what you said, if there's no reason for it. Um, and I think for me, honestly, I think part of me did that a little bit in high school. I think I just tried to try everything, not necessarily for a reason, just because I wanted to dabble in everything and just say, Hey, look at me, I'm doing all these things. But what I've noticed is that when I try all those things, you can't really be great. You can be decent. That's one thing or, or okay. But if you look at the greats, they just hone in on one or two certain crafts and they just go all in on that. And I don't know if you'd want to you know, say anything on that either. So just a uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Um, so uh, to your point about some of your singer friends that have known that's always what they wanted to do, um, that's something they've been blessed with, really. Um, knowing at such a young age, um, you know, even before, you know, the two of us sitting here at 21, yeah. knowing what we want to do um, and going after it, you know, to know before that is incredible, to know at our age is is also incredible. Um, but if you find your love, you find your passion, um, and you think that you can make a difference in yourself, make a difference in the world or impact somebody in some way, then go for it. That's it. So if you find your passion at eight or if you find your passion at 80, go for it. Mm. I like that. I think that helps out people to take less pressure on themselves, um, Ryan, um, with that. Because I don't think, I mean, I would just tell everyone, here, here's the thing. If you told me at 15 or 16 that I'd be sitting down on a podcast, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I probably would have laughed. Like when I was 16 to be, or 17, I thought I was going to go Division One swimming. You know, I got a scholarship at the Naval Academy. I thought I was the big stuff. Um I thought, you know, I was Mr. Popular and that's all that mattered in high school and, and winning these medals. And, and, um, it's just crazy how life changes and throws you, throws curveballs, and you kind of have to adapt, but it's crazy how you just, you start evolving. Like I've realized as a person, I keep evolving. Like every day I'm learning, I'm becoming someone new and my goal is to become better and better each day. But I don't know if that's kind of like you looking back at 16 or 17. And I want to talk about this because I think, if there's someone that's younger listening to that, or even if they're older, it's like, it's okay. Everyone has their, their time, you know, just don't force it, but keep actively pursuing something um, for a reason. I don't know if you want to. Yeah. I think, I think you say a lot of really good things there. Um, talking about your opportunity for a D one scholarship and going for swimming. I think that's really powerful. Obviously to get a D one scholarship, you got to be good at what you do um, in any sport, in any respect, whether it actually, even in academics, you got to be really good at what you do. Um, so what I would say to that is in your case, Christian, just because there's an opportunity doesn't mean you have to take it, you know, that it, sometimes life gives us opportunities to show us what we don't want. And sometimes people get confused because there's the whole saying opportunity knocks. So answer the door. If that's not what you want, don't answer it. Don't go for it. I mean, you're blessed with the talent and, and, and the hard work that, got you to the D one scholarship level. Um, and that's great. And nobody can take that away from you. Um, but that doesn't mean that's your purpose. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that's what you have to do with your life. You've got to find what works for you. Yeah. That's really good. Maybe you should become my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Love to man. Love to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. That's cool. Um, what you said, because I think there's a lot of opportunities and right. I, now I'm sitting here. I never went to the Naval Academy and pursued um, the scholarship and, and swimming there in my in my college career. And it's crazy how the turn of events. Um, you know, I even talked about the podcast I did just on the host of of me when I first started the show. Kind of the reason behind that. Um, this is a reminder. It's like just because you have many opportunities um, doesn't mean you have to take them. And it could be amazing, but if it's not your purpose, then it's not going to give you on the satisfaction that you've longed for or that you can live for, you know? Um, so I think it's really something important to note. Um, but yeah, going back to, um, your business, um, you recently opened that in, you said June, mm -hmm. right? So what was the process, um, of trying to open up this store? Like give us like, I mean, you could take a couple minutes. I bet it's been a, a big <laughs> process. I haven't ever opened up a brick and mortar building before, especially during COVID man. So kudos to you at 21 doing this thing. Um, just go ahead and fill us in on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would start by saying it's a blessing that I'm 21. 
you know, cause it was, it was nonstop go, 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 go. Um, so my youth is kind of what kept me going truthfully, to be honest with you. Um, and it was a much longer process than we envisioned. Um, so um, my girlfriend and I actually have a couple other locations, um, that we started before this one. Um, and most of those build outs for a brick and mortar store take about three months. Um, so we went from March is when we started and we opened up in June. Uh, so it took about the same amount of time, but we felt like had there not been delays with COVID, uh, mainly with shipping, uh, we would have been open in about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And we had, we had a full remodel. I mean, we had to rip up carpet, put down new floors. And you were doing all that. Yeah. We did all of it pretty much ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we did it. We did it all ourselves. Um, for the most part, we have a friend who's a contractor who helped us build up the bar and stuff like that. Um, where we weren't as versed and how, how to do those things. Um, but putting the floor together, we were clicking and snapping and, (laughs) going right along, ripping up carpet. That was, that was all us. We had to paint the walls cause we got in there and they were some nasty cardboard Brown oh, cause it was a, <laughs> it was a wedding dress shop, you know? So they needed something, they needed a dark color to pop the white off the wedding dresses, but we were not trying to, you know, have a beige wall. So it was a complete, I mean, it really was a complete remodel um, of the space um, from our standpoint, but it really only took about three months um, and like I said, had COVID not slowed us down with delays in shipping, I think we could have moved a lot faster. Um, but you know, you gotta, gotta go with the process. Yeah. So yeah. was it harder than you thought going into, like, what did you expect trying to build up the shop and own it? So going into it, um, yes, it was definitely harder than I thought because I don't know that any of us, um, really saw COVID coming. Um, so obviously there was a big challenge there that mm-hmm. nobody really anticipated, um, as far as like the specificity of it. I know some scientists and, and people have speculated that this was going to happen. Some kind of yeah. big virus or infection was going to come out. Um, but nobody knew what, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that definitely was kind of a curveball for us. That played in your head mentally. Did you get, do you have any negative thoughts kind of? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. So how do you uh, deal with those negative thoughts for you? Um, just, just education. Uh, so I was actually talking to my mentor about it. Um, because my girlfriend, Alexis has, uh, a very like minor autoimmune issues. It's Mm -hmm. not a full autoimmune disease. Um, but obviously that makes her a little bit more at risk. Um, and so my worry was about her, Mm -hmm. um, and keeping her safe and, and making sure that she stayed healthy. Um, so I talked to my mentor about it and he was like, you cannot stress. You cannot stress because stress is the worst thing for a body. If you stress, you shut down every inside and out. You stress, you shut down. He was like, so she knows the risk. She knows what she's going through. She knows what she's doing. If she's going to put herself in harm's way. And if she gets sick, it's your job to take care of her. But if not, you keep going business as usual. Mm-hmm. And so I really started researching into stress and worry and anxiety and that kind of stuff. It's and not really positive for the body. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's not at all. It's like the worst I mean, thing. we hear those words and we know that they're not positive, but it's crazy how big of an effect that they can have on you. Mm-hmm. And so I love was, that you did the ed- education on it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so, I mean, the easiest way to describe it would be um, stress um, really affects the cell. So when your cells are healthy and they're moving um, and they're duplicating and, and doing all the things that the cell is supposed to do within your body to keep you functioning, they are open and they accept certain things and they reject certain things. Um, and it's that constant motion that keeps us going. When you stress, those sh- cells actually harden. Mm-hmm. They kind of close off and they don't accept the good things and they don't reject the bad things. And so they'll hold the bad things in and they'll push the good things out. And so as you can imagine, that's going to lead to all kinds of problems. And sometimes that sounds like isolation as humans. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. It's a wow. No, I mean, it, it really, it, it really is very similar. Um, I mean, you can look at stuff on a cellular level and go all the way to a societal level. Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, there's a lot of things about the human body that we don't yet know. Um, but we do. 
-hmm. It's in our subconscious and you can see it because when you study the human body and how it operates and then you look at society and you see how it kind of operates the same way. Yeah. You're like, we subconsciously know what's happening in our bodies and we're replicating it in our world. Yeah. You know, because it's comfortable and it's something we know and it's something that allows us to function. So it must be the right way. Yeah. So when you take those things away, that really leads to not just a shutdown of society with Mm -hmm. these lockdowns and stuff like that, but also a shutdown of the body with the extra stress and the anxiety. Yeah. I'm learning a lot on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I can definitely tell you're a big nutritionist because in the nutrition field too, because you did the education. And I love that because I feel like that's probably, if not one of the most important things, um, learning about that. It's like going with those negative thoughts. Where did you, moving on with those, from those negative thoughts, where did you change that mindset, trying to be positive and just kind of going all out, you know, in, in the business and trying to open that up? So it's, um, Yes, I'm obviously the goal is always to be positive. Um, I would say in my specific um, situation, there's still some worry. I mean, I, I still have concern and I, I still am scared a little bit, I, I think a healthy amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes to not, it goes to being positive, but not a false positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because so I have to acknowledge that I have those fears and I, I I'm, I'm a little hesitant and scared. Because if you don't sometimes. acknowledge them, you won't be able to ever exactly ever um, change them or realize that they're there and mm. grow from them. So. Yeah, if yeah, if you don't acknowledge, you, you'll you'll ignore, and and that's even more detrimental, I think. Um, and so, yes, it's obviously an attempt to be more positive, but I think um, just going with um, if you're familiar, Christian, with the law of attraction, you know, um, looking and searching and speaking for things that you want, not what you don't. Um, because we really are very, very powerful as, as humans. Um, and we have a lot more control over things than we realize. Um, and you'll notice if you speak negative things, negative things are going to happen to you. But if you speak positive things, positive things will happen. Yeah. And it's not always immediate. You know, it's not like I'm going to win the lottery today. And (laughs) so I go home and I got the winning lottery ticket in my car. Like you still got to buy the lottery ticket, you know? Yeah. But it's, um, it's an incredible difference. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible difference when you speak, think, act positively versus when you do that in the negative. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the biggest steps or the first step is just believing yourself. Like, you know, I know that's people might think it's overrated. It's cliche, uh, but I'm a big um, proponent for for believing in yourself because if you don't, that's where all this. That's where everything stems from the positivity to the discipline to desire to devotion to um, just passion. Like you have to believe in yourself because if you don't, then why would anyone else believe in someone that doesn't believe in themselves? Like that doesn't make sense, right? Um, it's just, I'm, and I, I still even battle with that. I mean, you said you're, I was going to ask, what, what are you most scared of, you know, with the business or certain things? That's probably a good question because um, you are human, like just because you're 21 and it's awesome. Like, I mean, people might look up to you and say, wow, this guy's 21. He's on a whole different level. Like he's not even human, but it's like, we're definitely both human, you know? Um, you know, I think that's just one of those things where you have to realize, okay, what am I most scared of? And then how do I go from, from there? Um, but yeah, what are you most afraid of with the business or life? What am I most afraid of? That's, that's a difficult question. Um, because there, there, there are a lot of difficult, scary things that we, that we experience day in and day out. Um, in my business specifically, um, I'm scared most of a shutdown. Mm -hmm. Um, now I will say that because of the nutritional benefit, we are classified as a food service. So hopefully even in a shutdown, we won't be affected. Um, but I'm scared what that would do to the city, to the economy that we're in and how we would be able to survive. Yes. Like we're the only one open, but there is that perception, you know, if there's a shutdown, people think the world's going to end pretty much because nothing like this has ever happened before. We've never shut down the world like this. Yeah. Um, and so even though we're still open, are people going to show up? Mm Um, so I think that's my biggest fear in the business. Um, but my biggest fear personally is, is just being scared 
Like that, that is one of the most frustrating things so in my being life. Scared that you're scared. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I, That's I'm interesting. I'm terrified of being afraid. And, and you feel like that makes you double afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the math on that one. Stop, stop, stop stacking on that. Don't <laughs> my bad, bro. No, it's all right. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, um, because of how strong that pull can be hmm. with those negative emotions. No, that, that makes sense. Being afraid of being afraid. Cause like, you know, you're never really in a good place when you're like, af- like afraid and like being fearful of that. I totally get that. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of the hardest things to come back from because it's, it's easier to be negative. It's easier to follow everyone else than to go your own way, to be positive. I mean, it's so much easier to fall into a victim mindset instead of a victory mindset. And so when we find ourselves in that position, because it will happen to everybody, no one's perfect and and I don't pretend to be. And I hope that you, Christian, and, and anybody else listening doesn't either, because that's, that's I'm not far healthy. from perfect, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's when you get, when you find yourself in that hole, you, you gotta, you gotta fight to get out mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't sit because it will, it will consume you and you will stay there for much longer than you need to be. So my question, Ryan, is like, why do you think, why is it easier for people to be negative rather than to be positive? Well, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself or for both of us. I just find it way easier to be negative myself or to just downplay my goals or things I want to do or things that I can accomplish. I'm like, oh, I, I can't do that rather than lean on the positive side of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's an answer that, that we have an opportunity to answer individually. Um, so like your answer may not be my answer and that's okay. Um, when I say it's easier to be negative, I mean, look at our environment, you know, whether you're one of the richest people in the world or one of the poorest people in the world, um, there's always a negative and that's always what it goes to. So, I mean, we just, we just got out of a very heated you know, political season, yeah. right? After a global pandemic, then a political season. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh-huh. It's crazy. And so you, you see those things happen and we watch TV, which is one of our biggest news sources. And it doesn't it's matter. All, I feel if like it's you, all negative on that thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, right, left, in the middle, anywhere in between, whatever. It doesn't matter if you watch any and every channel, it's negative about the other side. Um, everything we see is negative. Um, and it's, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we have an opportunity to step up in society and make this a better place because when you get yourself around in a positive environment, and I think a lot of young, um, young to middle teens can speak to this, finding their first job, you know, yeah. they go work it you know, some fast food industry or something. And they talk about how awful it is, how awful of an environment it is. And you don't realize in that moment when you're in it, that that's affecting you. And that's kind of shaping your mindset and your outlook on life. Um, and so it's really important when you go, when you become an age where you can make your own choices that you really got to look at something and think if I'm upset, or if I'm not happy, I need to go find something that's going to make me happy. Mm. Uh, because there are so many things in this world that won't. I mean, it's just a law of averages. Like we all have our purpose. We all have our passion. Um, but when you when you don't know, you're just on a journey. And you're trying to find those things. You're trying to try as many things as you can yeah. to find your passion. Um, but chances are you're going to have to go to, through 10, 15, 30 even 50 things before you find what yeah. you're good at. And it's not to say that those things necessarily are negative, but those things no. are negative to you yeah. because it's not what you want. Yeah. And I think it's, you want to be the best you can be hundred percent. I have this little quote. I mean, you can't heal from the same environment that made you sick. And I think people, um, I realize that I say I'm older at 21, but if I'm looking back, I wish I would have realized that at 16, 17, 18, I think maybe around 19, I was starting to understand that. Um, but I just kept going back to the same thing and it kind of goes back to the definition of insanity. It's like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
Um, you know, and so just like, okay, if I can't heal from the same environment that made me sick, like that makes sense. Like if you go into a place where there's a lot of sick people, more than likely in the doctor's office, you go to the side where if you're not sick, you go to the not sick side, the healthy side. Mm-hmm. But like, so it's just like, cause if you stay on the sick side, you're not going to get any healthier. You're just going to probably stay the same or become more sick. And I think that's that kind of, that's the analogy of relating to like our passions or just life in general, the jobs that we do, the people we have in our life, relationships, you're talking about your girlfriend, um, you know, family, just maybe acquaintances, just any, any people in general, it's like what environment is giving you the best, the best version of yourself and also a place where you can give back um, the best version of yourself to others, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're 100% right on that. I think you hit it with the comparison of the doctor's office and, and the environment. It and It's not always the physical environment, mm. right? Because that's, that sick waiting room and that well waiting, waiting room, are, they're in the same building. It's yeah. the same physical environment. Same world. We're all in the same world. Right. Yeah. But you you walk across the reception desk and you're in a completely different mental environment. So it's actually it's, true too. Like if you actually go to the doctor's office, you take a big change by going to the the the, <laughs> the, the, the safe zone or the, the people that are well. Yeah. And the people that are quote unquote, you know, sick. It's like it's like, oh my goodness, you just yeah. crossed Mordor and Lord yeah. of the Rings, you know. No, you can't. You can kind of feel it. It's yeah. it's a little scary. It's like yeah. it's almost like you're like you hit like a a wall almost. Oh, yeah. You can like feel it get the air get heavier yeah. as you get closer to that like sick side or the illness side, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Good stuff, man. Really good stuff, man. Uh I want to go. Oh, Tell us, so even going back to the business idea, the process of it, you said you're working with your girlfriend. Um, yeah. You, We caught up just a little bit before going on air on the podcast, and you said that was kind of one of the reasons why being in the nutrition field and the business. Tell us kind of like your cool story of like how you first met her and then to like now. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I'll try not to cry then. Okay. No, I mean, it, she's she's powerful. And there's no other way to put it. And I'm blessed to have her in my life. Um, and she, she's the reason I'm doing this. I mean, she's the reason I got started. Uh, so within our business, uh, we work as a team with the other locations. And so pre COVID, we would have monthly meetings. Um, we would rent out a hotel, um, event room and we would meet there once a month. Um, the Kansas city group, uh, and, the very first event that I went to as a guest, I wasn't even, I didn't even, I, I wasn't working in a shop yet. I wasn't doing anything. I was just invited as a guest. She was speaking on stage and she got real vulnerable with her story, uh, more vulnerable than she normally does. And she had me in tears. Like I was crying and that was real. Cause I'm not the person I don't, I don't really cry at movies or anything like that. Yeah. Like I definitely, I'm emotional and I'm not ashamed of that, but I, I'm I, not much of a cry. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't cry unless something's really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her to bring me to tears was really, really powerful. And I actually got to meet her before I left that day. Um, and she was just, I mean, on that stage, she was so vulnerable and open and passionate. And then she got off that stage and she was back to her positive self. Like she didn't just cry for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm doing this because I want to be like her. Yeah. That was my reasoning. So I started um, working out of a shop. And like I said, I was going to going to college. I was at Longview at the time, community college. Eventually I transferred to Penn Valley, um, which put me about five minutes from the location she owned at the time, which is in Mission, Kansas. So I started going there for lunch. Mm, Can, coincidence? I, I mean, yeah, kind of. But <laughs> what are <laughs> the intentions me, here? Uh, originally, <laughs> yeah, whatever. it was it was completely a coincidence. Uh-huh. But you know, after a couple after of times, it's like, it was, okay. Well, why yeah, not? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was intentional. So um, she just happened to work the lunch shift like every day. Yeah. Uh huh. And I didn't know that going in, but I quickly <laughs> found out and I found my rhythm, and I was like, I'm gonna be here every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. we just we really just developed a friendship. Um, and we grew closer, um, completely platonically and it came, there was an event that came up and it was, it was a different kind of event. So it was like invite only. Um, and by the time I had heard about it, it was sold out. 
um, and there was no more space available. So I genuinely asked her, I was like, Hey, would you mind going to grab a cup of coffee, sit down so we can like recap this event? Um, cause I really want to know what you guys talked about. Cause it was specific to the shops that we have. Um, and I was looking to open my own shop. That was my goal at the time. And she said, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So she was packing up her stuff, leaving. She was coming to meet me that day. And apparently the other girls that worked at this shop that I had grown to know as well, were giving her all kinds of crap. They were telling her it was a date and she was like freaking out. So That's she funny. called me, she called me, she said, Ryan, this is a date. And I said, <laughs> she shut up. She's, she she's did. Bold. She, no, she's, she's bold. She's direct. She does not play around. Um, I like that. It's very attractive when a, when, a, when a woman's bold. So yeah, it really is. Um, but I told her, I said, no, because <laughs> I, like, I, I was so caught off guard. I was yeah. like, I re- it really wasn't. Um, and then she got there and she was like, she was like, I'm so glad you said this wasn't a date. Like, I just wasn't prepared for that. And I was, I looked at her and I said, I didn't know that was an option. And she froze. And I knew at that moment, I was like, I got her. She's stuck. She's Pitch, not going man. anywhere. <laughs> like it. Pulling off the moves, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, listen, she's going to be direct. I'm going to be direct back. So it's the only <laughs> I didn't way know to that be. was an option. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, after th- we did kind of talk about that and, and, and our relationship and what that would look like. Um, and, and, she said she needs t- some time to process all that. Um, so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. take your time. Um, we eventually reconnected a couple of weeks. I, I left her alone. I stopped going to her, her shop so she would have an opportunity to have oh, her yeah. space. That's very smart. Yeah. Um, and we reconnected after a couple of weeks and I was like, so are you going to let me take you to dinner or what are we doing? Kind <laughs> <And laughs> of throwing yourself out there like, all right. Yeah. Man. I mean, I'm loading the clip, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to dinner. So we went to dinner and, and it just kind of blossomed into a relationship from there. Where was your first date at? Um, it was, uh, so the first not date date was at a place called Shayel in Kansas okay. City. Um, but our first official date was at some uh, Thai place in Mission. It was actually pretty good. Uh, we walked in there and it was a lot fancier than we thought it was going to be. We were in like sweats and a t-shirt and they had like white tablecloths and candles on every table. <laughs> we were That's like, awesome, oh, man. shoot. I love that. It's like on a movie. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was, um, but it, yeah, it was great. So that was last, um, last October. So been together a little bit more than a year now. Um, and, and it was, I want to say four four months into the relationship is when we really started deciding to work together and work Mm -hmm. as a team um, because we were going two different directions, you know? Um, And and we got in this together. And shortly after that, we decided we were going to go open our own location and that's how we found ourselves in Harrisonville. So. Yeah. That's a cool story, man. I'm glad that you can even like show the power of what women can do too. you know, just like being motivated and you're like, okay, well she's, she's going for it. And then, I think being on the same team, I think you're definitely, if you find the right person, you're better together than you are apart, right? That's the goal. Um, so I feel like that's, you guys are definitely living that out and being about that process with together and kind of coming in with that similar vision. Cause I know you were saying, I think she was on a, she had her own, she had her own shops and you're kind of trying to do your own thing. And mm-hmm. you kind of like, how did that go? You kind of wanted to go with her. Yeah. So she was, because she had been, uh, she had been doing this business for 12 years at the time um going on she's going on 14 now um she has already been established right so she actually already had a couple locations under her belt she had a team of people um all over from lawrence to tonganoxi down to overland park so i mean she really had a good a good group um so when we got together i was really i was really just getting started yeah. i was trying to build um and get to where she was and so we had a choice to make were we going to build separately, um, but together, if that yeah. makes sense. No, yeah. Um, or it if we were. could be oneness, but you're not, that doesn't mean you're same. Yeah. 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 Or are we just going to hop on one ship and go together? Uh, and then it comes to the issue of, are we going to build me up or are we going to build her up even more? Um, so we looked at a couple different angles. Obviously, we looked at social situations and financial situations and that kind of stuff. Um, and we decided that the best option all the way around was for me to get on with her team and help her grow um, so that we could double everything that she's doing as quickly as possible. Um, and we found after a couple months of working the mission store together that 
we were both a little too comfortable in that situation. Um, and in order to grow, you have to get a little uncomfortable. So that's a retweet, bro. <laughs> so you yeah, cannot, you cannot grow to the full extent that you need to, if you're not comfortable, like it's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. I have this thing where like be comfortable with the uncomfortable, like basically saying it, I know it's kind of confusing if you look, but to me it makes sense. Like, like the comfortable aspect of like, where you, you know, it's comfortable when something's comfortable, you do it a lot. Like you just always do it. Like you, you wake up, brush your teeth, where you eat, it's comfortable. Like it doesn't take that much to do it. It's a constant thing, but uncomfortable is something that we don't do a lot because it's uncomfortable. So it's like putting those two together. It's like, be so comfortable of doing everything uncomfortable is, mm-hmm. is something I try to live by, but it's hard to for sure, dude. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's a challenge being uncomfortable all the time. Um, definitely owning your own business in any respect, whether it's nutrition or any other field will definitely put you in that position more often than you care to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure with, with the podcast, I mean, it, it obviously is an adjustment. Um, Dude, you're telling me, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just listening to a couple other guests guests before I came on, it was, you could tell that they've gone through some really uncomfortable stuff and they're still going through some uncomfortable you're stuff. You're always going through, yeah. But it's, um, it, it's what's taking them to the next level. Yeah. And that's where they want to go when they're clear on that. So they're okay putting in the time, doing the work, staying on that grind so that they can be the best at their craft, be the best in their field. Yeah. Um, and that's respectable and that's admirable. And I hope that, you know, anybody who has that mindset is able to keep and retain and hold that mindset because it will set you apart in the long run. It will. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Thanks for listening to those too. And cause I think anyone on the podcast are always like, well, they're in some ways, they're definitely in the process of doing things and, but they're always uncomfortable and, and striving for something more, but that's why they're successful in in different ways of what your success looks like but they're real they're authentic i mean same as you um you know i just want more more people just to be more vulnerable um i'm like hey i'm human but like i'm still going another day another dollar something you know whatever you want to say it's just like hey we're, we're all growing together real quick i was thinking when you were talking about you know going in with your girlfriend with that business and growing it did that ever play into a factor of like jealousy or like, like, man, I'm not a man. If it's not my own shop, I'm kind of going with her, obviously your team, but did you ever have any like thoughts of that or was it, were you pretty humble in that, um, in that perspective? I definitely have my struggles. Um, not to the extent that I think people would expect or that even I expected for myself. Um, and that really came from my mentor. Um, or, well, actually now our mentor, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it was her mentor and he really took me under his wing when we started doing this together. Um, and he actually came from a very similar situation. So he and his wife still do um, the same thing. They still um, own their own location, uh, but she started it. His, his wife started it from her kitchen table um, at the time. And he was content on never doing this. He's like, I'm never doing this. I'm never selling this stuff. I'm never, he's like, it's not worth it. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, he was working as an airline mechanic at the Mm -hmm. time. And then he got into the business in a very similar situation. He walked, he decided to join with her when she was already in it, she was already developed. Yeah. Um, so same situation. So it really put him in a good position to mentor me and to humble me, you know, and it's, you can look at it from the perspective of, you know, your manhood is threatened because this isn't yours. Yeah. Um, but that's an ego problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's like, you got to check your ego. What you could be looking at instead because we don't like to should on people. That's not mm-hmm. nice. We say what we could be looking at instead is the opportunity that you have. You have the opportunity to work with and learn from every single day, somebody who's been doing this for 12 years, somebody who's opened up over 30 locations in her team. Um, and with that, you have, he was saying, you have direct access to him as well, um, who is who has developed that growth in her and in her team. And so I just was blessed to be around those people and it really helped keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. You know, didn't let me get too high, but also wouldn't let me get too low. 
Mm. Um, so there definitely is some things. I definitely struggle with the jealousy sometimes and the frustration uh, because I have to constantly remind myself sometimes when we when we go to an event um, and we're talking to our team members, uh, they're not mine. Those are not my team members. Those are her team members that she developed and she brought on. Those are her business partners. And I can be a supporting role for them, but I cannot be the main figure because mm-hmm. that's not that's not how they see me. And that's not fair and it's not respectful to her and yeah. the work that she's put in either. So Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I, I really like how real you are, dude. And just like you're so transparent with with everything that you go through. Cause I think it's like okay to feel that way. Um yeah. But you just have to like, okay. I feel this way. Well, why do I feel this way? And how can I change it? Whether it's something negative, you know, because um, I mean, I definitely get jealous in certain ways. You know, you don't think I'm starting up a podcast and I don't get jealous of people who have like <laughs> have a big podcast. We're talking about Joe Rogan on the show. And you know, I, I asked everyone what kind of podcast they listen to just to, you know, because I'll throw my podcast out there occasionally. And, um, and it's just, you know, because it's hard and, and you do get jealous in some ways. I'm like, okay, well, Christian, one of my biggest things is like don't compare your chapter on with someone chapter 10. And I'm like, so this doesn't make sense. You know, these people all started from somewhere. So I think it's good to know that if you're listening to Ryan, if this is your a dream to open up a nutrition shop and and build this and provide a lot of value to the, to the human body and just the human emotions in that way, like, you know, he's still, you know, a 21 year old guy just about the process. He's still normal. He's not anything. I'm, I'm still normal. We just do things that are uncomfortable. I guess that you would say that makes people not normal, I guess, in the society. Um, but yeah, I just I just like that you were super um, transparent with that. Going into the shop, though, I mean, what kind of things are you selling? Are you doing um, smoothies, sh- uh, shakes, I guess you'd say, energy drinks? I was going to make a joke. I have had monsters and I was going to pop open a monster and see who you would tell, tell me if you're going to like haze me or take me out to the, to the, to the shack and execute me. Uh, nah, I might've just put the headphones down and walked out. There. <laughs> uh, no. So what we, t- so it's, it's great. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a two dimensional uh, aspect as far as the business goes. So there's one side of it to, just the everyday customer that comes through the door. Um, we serve meal replacement shakes, um, energizing and hydrating teas. Uh, we call them teas cause they all have a green tea base. Um, but there's a lot of different like awesome flavors. Like we got like a strawberry lemonade and we have a, uh, ocean water, um, and stuff like that. So you can really mix it up. Um, but then on the backside for those that are a little bit more serious or more diligent, um, and want to, either gain weight in a healthy way, lose weight in a healthy way, or maintain that weight in a healthy way, whether that be through actual change in weight or just a change in muscle mass or adjusting their body fat, um, whatever that looks like for them, we do offer a wellness coaching. So everybody that works in our location is also a wellness coach. Um, and we'll take you through that process, um, to get to whatever your goal is. Yeah. So for the public, we're just a shake and tea shop. And it's beautiful and we love being that for them and they love that we're, we're doing that. Um, but for those that are a little bit more serious, uh, we're here to help them with the long game and the long journey and get to their goals as quickly as possible, um, in a way that's as healthy as possible. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It makes it really easy. So if someone wants to go into your shop, it's in Harrisonville called the Ville, right? Yep. Just the Ville. Mm-hmm. They probably look at that GPS and it'll pull up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. They, you know, whatever, it's basically you're meeting their needs and um, you're adapting to what they need, which is really cool. Um, you guys have, I've tried some of your flavors. I mean, what, what are some, what are like the top three, your favorite flavors of shakes Ooh. or milk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite shakes. Um, number one, without a doubt is blueberry muffin. Mm. Takes the cake. Yeah. I think it's so good. Um, I also really like the snickerdoodle that too. That's fire. Is that a seasonal? No. No, oh, that's, that's year better. round. Uh-huh. Um, but we do, we just launched our winter menu actually, um, right after Thanksgiving. So we have a couple ones on there. Um, and I really like, uh, what is it? It's Chris, Christmas in a cup. That's mm. what it's called. It's called Christmas in a cup. It's, it's really good. It's like a pumpkin and banana mixture. It's really good. Yeah. So. Dang, sounds good. Those are my top three. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to get it when I stop by the store in the next couple of weeks, man. You'll have to 
you know, show me how it's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what are, you know, going to the shop, what are some, you know, tips, you know, to give to a young entrepreneur or someone who strives to, to pursue a business or most, more so in maybe in the nutrition field? Um, so for, I think any entrepreneur, anybody who's wanting to start a business, whether it's a brick and mortar location, or if you're working it online, um, or using any other Avenue, I think the most important and and really the only thing that matters before you do anything else is finding and knowing your why, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, that's really important because if you don't know the purpose behind your action, you'll get burnt out. And if you burn out, then you're not going to do it anymore. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's not going to be there's fun. Definitely, there's definitely days where if I didn't know my wire purpose, I'd burn out easily. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what gets yeah. me through. Right. I mean, and it kind of ties back into the, like the title of your podcast. And it's like, if you don't know your purpose, you're not going to have that passion. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks bro. I didn't pay, I didn't pay, I didn't pay Ryan to say that. No, so. <laughs> no that, I was waiting for someone to like, kind of get the gist of it. It's like, uh, Ryan just hit it spot on. And so. No, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I do, I'm, I, I'll admit I hate to put myself on the spot like this. I'm not a big coffee guy, but yeah. the first two words got my attention real quick. Um, <laughs> hey, first two words. That's all right. Yeah. I'll um, drink my coffee and monsters and we'll, we'll settle the debate. There you go. I'll stick with my tea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to for nutrition specifically, um, it's tough yeah. uh, because there is so much information. There is a true information overload and you can, without even realizing it, educate yourself in incorrect things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, probably. Get caught up with misinformation. So I would just say nutrition wise to find like really your passion within that because that's such a broad term right so i'm working mostly with people with weight loss or weight gain like that's and you have a huge passion for that yes and yeah that's that's my biggest passion there now i also help people that are interested with like heart health and immune health yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it's okay to have bigger passions and smaller passions. Yes, like, absolutely. Um, and, and those are kind of like, if you'll think about it, uh, kind of like supportive wings, yeah. if you will. But the, the main body, the focus is weight loss and weight gain. Um, so if I have somebody who wants to be better with heart health, it's because more likely they came to me, yeah. not the other way around, because that's not what I'm speaking. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, although I do have the tools and the knowledge to help them, um, that's not what I'm actively searching day in and day out. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so for somebody who wants to pursue nutrition, I would encourage them to find that, that subcategory mm-hmm. that they're really passionate about. Really find it, like a niche. Almost, pretty yeah, much, yeah, exactly. And elevate their education to a level where they feel confident and clear. And with that, then you can start kind of branching into the other areas and, and the smaller the smaller fields, you know, for your purpose uh, as supporting roles. Um, but until you understand your why and you find your niche or your category, yeah. um, you just, you got to find those two things first and then you can kind of start to broaden your horizons a little bit. Yeah, that's really good, Ryan. And would you tie that into like, that's probably your purpose is helping people? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we, in our business, we kind of, we have like a personality test, a very basic level personality test. And it's, uh, we talk about like what you're motivated by. Um, and I always like to make the distinction, like motivation is internal. Inspiration is external because mm-hmm. we oftentimes get those mixed up. Yeah. So like if I, if I said right now, it's like, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start my own podcast. That's probably because Christian inspired me to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm motivated by. Yeah. Um, but if I said, you know, I'm going to open my nutrition store because I want to help people. That's something I'm motivated by because that was all me. Right. Um, so there's like four things that you can be motivated by. It's helping people, um, like facts and figures, like money, numbers, details, that kind of stuff. You can be motivated by a challenge, um, or you can be motivated by having fun. Um, and really understanding which one of those categories you fit into the most, because we all have a little bit of everything can really set yourself apart from other people your age in your field 
um, in your business. So I think my biggest motivation with nutrition is helping people yeah, and then having fun and then the facts and figures and then the challenge of it. I, I would say that's probably, that's probably my, my order, or my balance there. Um, but the helping people and the fun is so much stronger than the other two. Sure. That's really good stuff, Ryan. I appreciate that. That's, I get that stuff I could take away. I didn't know that. So, well, I want to say, you know, thank you so much for being on today. Um, getting a lot of great advice. I'm learning a lot just by what you've been saying on the podcast. Um, and then you guys can check out Ryan and Ryan can correct me if I'm wrong at the bill. It's in Harrisonville. And, uh, are you guys open seven days a week? Uh, six days a week. Six so we're week. open okay. seven to six Monday through Friday and 10 to three on Saturday. Awesome. Awesome. And they can find you on Instagram and Facebook. Is that Ryan Math? Just Ryan Matthews on Instagram and Facebook both. Uh, it's Ryan Matthews on Facebook. It's uh, Ryan M. Matt. So it's just the first, it's my middle initial and the first part of my last name on Instagram. And then the Ville is uh, theville.nutrition on Instagram and nutrition.theville on Facebook. So yeah, you said that way better than I could if I would have not known what to do. So, <laughs> well, thank you again, Ryan. I appreciate you being on the show, man. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, man. I appreciate you letting me be on. Yo, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like this in any way, or if you know of anyone that could use this or help them, please feel free to share it to them, whether it's social media or text message. It would mean a lot to me and also to them. Also, if you know of anyone that could be on the podcast or that would want to be on the podcast, um, please feel free to text me at 816-714-9904, or you can DM me through any social media site. I'm always on there too. Or if you just want to talk about life or passions and goals, I, that's one of the biggest things that I love talking about. Please feel free to reach out to me. Um, in any way that's uh, best for you. Again, guys, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Till next time.